Welcome. Welcome to Healthy You. What is that? A podcast from Raytheon Technologies that can help employees live their best lives. It helps me get in the zone. It, it helped me to change my mindset. Oh, I love it. It's me ready for my day. Now, listen in and learn how you can be a healthy you. Welcome back to the Healthy You Podcast. I'm your host, JT, and here with me is my co-host, who I'm pretty sure is not just a figment of my imagination. It's DJ. Yep, I'm here, and I'm real. Okay. And this really is the podcast all about improving the wellness of the minds, bodies, and wallets of Raytheon Technologies employees. And we've got a big show today, DJ, and I think you and I are going to do the best broadcasting we've ever done. I truly believe that. And I'm verbalizing it. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. (laughs) Yep. Today's show is all about the power of thought. Ah, yes. Huey Lewis and the news. No, no, no. That's the power of love. We're talking about the power of thought and how we all have the power to change the way we think, which ultimately has the power to change our world. That's the power of thought. (laughs) So back in the day, scientists (laughs) thought that after childhood, the brain was essentially locked, and they probably studied people like you, DJ. But now, we know the brain is constantly changing, and that just merely thinking can not only change the way our brains work, Mm. but actually it can change the physical shape and structure too. Really? And it turns out that Imagining an action and doing it require the same motor and sensory programs in the brain. Okay, uh, give me an example of that. Yeah, cool. This is this is really fascinating. I thought so. Take a moment and imagine writing your signature with your dominant hand. So DJ, do that, and then if you're listening, you also try to do this. So just in your mind, okay. Don't move your hand or anything. Imagine writing your signature with your dominant hand. I'm right-handed, so I'm going to do it right-handed. Mm-hmm. Okay, done? Easy? Yeah, you, DJ, it's a very short signature. So okay. I have a last name too, it's fine. <laughs> so chances are, the amount of time it took you to write it in your mind is the same amount of time it would take you to actually write it out on a piece of paper. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like I was just writing it. Right. It seemed, seemed the same, yeah. So now try doing that, that same thing with your non-dominant hand and see what happens. So use, in your mind, use your left hand. Okay, this should be fine. Nope, it's not fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it's just as hard in my imagination to do it with my left hand as it would be in real life. Yeah, <laughs> and it looks just as bad as if I had really written. That's <laughs> right. That's crazy. Uh, so, how is this relevant to today's show? Well, because imagination and action are actually integrated and engage the same neural pathways, and practicing one can actually influence the other. Okay, changing behavior, reactions, and outcomes all starts with changing how you think. Mm, Okay, so how do we change our brains then? I don't know. I have no idea. And that (laughs) is a really good question. And (laughs) to answer it, we welcome back our brain boss, our cranium king, and the guy who now makes me the second smartest person on the show. Hey. Robert, welcome back, sir. Thank you guys for having me. (laughs) Even though I'm actually just sitting here in my house. Yeah, um, we will all get back together in the studio at some point, I hope. (laughs) But until then, let's focus on what we can change. And that is our brain, apparently, right? That's right. Your brain can change and evolve in three ways. 
And each type of change results in different outcomes, and we call this change neuroplasticity. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. What is what's neuroplasticity? Sounds very complicated. <laughs> yes. Well, it's just a fancy science word for when your brain changes and how its circuits are wired. Does does that help? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm looking at my notes here, Robert, and the first kind of change is chemical. And we actually talked to you uh, in the first episode of this series. Um, about that very thing, right? I remember that too. It was almost like it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah, no, it was. It was. It was. <laughs> oh, good. Then my brain is working just fine. <laughs> All right. Yes, uh, our brain releases chemicals called neurotransmitters that allow our neurons to communicate. And practicing new skills can increase concentrations of these chemicals, and, and this results in short-term changes. Okay. Uh, and then the second change is called structural change. What does that mean? This means changing the pathways between neurons, which takes time. You can't just change the structure of your brain overnight. And these structural changes can even cause specific areas of the brain to enlarge. Okay. What are some examples of that, Robert? Okay. Uh, so one example is that the brains of people who read Braille have larger areas dedicated to hand sensory. Hmm. And the hand motor region for your dominant hand is larger than the region dedicated to your weaker hand. Ah, so that explains why even my imaginary handwriting with my left hand looks like chicken scratch. <laughs> exactly. And the last type of change is functional. As you use certain areas of the brain more and more, they become more easily excitable and then easier to use. Okay, let's look at an example of how um, this would play out in real life. So we're talking about chemical, structural, and lastly, functional changes. Okay, so for example, let's say you're learning a skill like juggling. So you practice one day for an hour, and by the end of that hour, you're really improving and starting to get better. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because you're releasing those neurotransmitters and building those connections. Ah, that's the chemical change, right? right? Exactly. But let's say you don't practice for a few days, and when you pick it back up, you've regressed. Mm. Well, that's because those chemical changes were only short term. But if you practice for an hour every day, over time, you'll start to change the structure of your brain, and that juggling skill will become something you never forget. Yeah, and also if you practice juggling an hour every day, DJ, you'll change the structure of your marriage too, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really like the old saying like about riding a bike. Right, yes. And if you do it enough to alter the function of your brain, it will actually make it easier to learn other skills involving similar eye-hand coordination. Okay, uh, and that's a good example of how these various types of change don't occur in isolation, but most often happen together. You know, the chemical change helps build the structural changes, which then help build the functional changes. Yeah, exactly right. And now that we know the brain can change, the other thing we need to understand is that everyone's brains change differently. There's no one-size-fits-all approach to learning. So take something like calligraphy, for example. Are you, are you guys into that? Mm. Calligraphy? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Uh -uh. I can barely write in cursive, so. <laughs> I generally avoid writing on paper in general because, you know, I don't, I don't live in 1860. So. <laughs> right. Okay, so not into calligraphy. I, I'm not really either. So for any of us to master that skill, it might take a lot of practice. But for others who are predisposed to that kind of skill... Like, say, maybe a Victorian-era merchant. So. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> for those people, it would take less time. Okay, so I understand that I can change my brain, and every brain is unique. So 
again, what can I do with this information? You know, I want a super brain. What do I do? How do I get the super brain? <laughs> well, building the super brain you want starts by figuring out how you learn best. Are you a visual learner or verbal learner? Uh, I'm definitely more visual. Yeah, I'm actually more of an aural learner, meaning I do better with sounds or music. Oh. Um, yeah, for instance, I still remember the Capitals of South America song I learned in middle school Spanish. Uh, Caracas, Venezuela, Bogota, Colombia, Quito, Ecuador, Lima, Peru. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'm a world learner too. <laughs> yeah, or maybe that's just the greatest song in the world. <laughs> Both can be true, DJ. Both can be true. <laughs> so figuring out how you learn best can help you make more and stronger chemical changes in your brain. Okay. And help lead to structural and functional changes too. Okay, so it's great that we can use the plasticity of our brain to learn how to juggle or the capitals of the world. Argentina, DJ? Uh, Buenos Aires. Yep, but how else can we take advantage of this? Can we actually change our brains to help alter the way we feel and deal with experiences? Absolutely. The key to this is to repeat the behaviors that are healthy for your brain and break those behaviors and habits that are not. Because unfortunately, the more we focus, replay, and hold on to negative experiences, the more our brains become like Velcro for them. And this focus on negativity activates stress hormones, which can leave us fixated on potential threats and or unable to see the bigger picture. So what do we do when those negative feelings that we all have sometimes, like self-doubt, anxiety, or fear, what do we do when we feel them starting to creep in. Well, there's actually an established technique for this called notice, shift, rewire. It's all about being present in the moment. Okay, how does, how does that work? Well, the first step obviously is notice. And this may sound easy enough, but it, it can actually be the hardest step. It, it's all about becoming aware of where your mind is at a given moment in time. Okay, yeah, so this touches on a topic we covered in a previous podcast on mindfulness. Oh, yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about this ability to be aware of your own thoughts. Right, and, and mindfulness is the key to the next step, too. So once you notice your negative thoughts, it's time to shift. This means you move your attention to something else. So um, puppies, rainbows... Chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Pixie dust. Those kind of things? Is that what we're talking no, about? No, no, you don't necessarily have to think happy thoughts. It's it's more about being in the present moment. Okay. Uh, yeah, so in that mindfulness podcast, uh, we talked about a few different ways to do this. She said it was like bringing your attention to some object of focus. Uh, we did breathing in, in the podcast. We did some breathing exercises. Yes, exactly. But you can use any sensory response. Uh, touch, sight, smell, sound, even taste. Wait, taste? So I can eat candy while meditating? Nikita didn't tell us that, <laughs> DJ. Didn't bring up the eating. No, well, she didn't. I don't want to encourage you to eat candy every time you have a negative thought. But, oh, yeah, but I yes. see how that could be. Yeah, bad. that's yeah, that I could... That's not right. <laughs> so I sometimes find that if I place something like a piece of dark chocolate in my mouth mm -hmm. and then really close my eyes and focus on the flavors and the experience, it can help you shift your thoughts. Okay, I'm on board now. Uh, so we've noticed, we've shifted. What's next? Well, then it's time to rewire. Now, this step is where the magic happens. Mm. Spend 20 seconds or so just really engaging with whatever you're focusing your attention on. 
like that piece of chocolate that's yeah. delicious. <laughs> I haven't yes. been able to stop thinking about it since you brought it up. <laughs> or or your breathing or, or yeah. just whatever helps you focus. Notice everything you can about it and ignore the negative experiences surrounding you and then boom. You're creating new neural pathways. Yeah, that doesn't sound that hard. No, I mean, it's not difficult, but it does take some practice and some discipline. Mm. But it can have a powerful effect on your brain and your emotional health. Okay. Well, my takeaway from this is that the brain is amazing. <laughs> yes, it, it, it really is. And, and we have some control over how our brains work. Yeah, I am going to learn to play the piano this weekend and do some meditating. All right. I plan to have a whole new brain when I see you on Monday, DJ. Okay. It may take a, a little bit longer than that, but <laughs> now is a great time to get started. So, yes. Okay, well, thanks for joining us today, Robert. So glad I could be thanks. here. And if you have questions, shoot us an email at healthyupodcast at benefits at rtx.com. Want to find out more about how to support your healthy mind? Sign up for Take 5 at the same place where you found this podcast, rtxhealthyu.com. And until next time, here's to a healthy you. And that's it from the podcast made especially for the minds, bodies, and wallets of RTX employees across the country. That's a great idea. This, this is Healthy You.